0: United Healthcare Short-Term Insurance Plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft.
1: Hello, we're live on Wild Ginger Running and today we have a very special guest speaker on about trail running nutrition. Um, She's worked with world champion ultra runners, adventure racers, Olympic athletes, elite climbers. She's worked for Sports Scotland Institute of Sport and the British Ski Academy. So it's with great pleasure today that I introduce Rebecca Dent for this talk to inspire us all into fueling right for trail running, both in training and racing. So personally, I'm just hoping she'll Let me know how much cake I can eat. Um, But welcome, Rebecca. How are you doing today?
0: Thank you for having me. It's great to be here and I hope I can give some informative information and some bits of practical advice people can take away and start using straight away. But I'm well. No, I'm good. It's here. It's nice and well, it was nice and sunny here in the Alps today. So it's yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Awesome. That's fantastic. So we've got you as a speaker for um, one of our training camps. So I'm just going to check just before we continue with the questions that everybody um, from the training camp uh, can hear us. So let me just... Give Dave a quick message and see whether you're in. Um, uh, Are you in, Dave? (laughs) Can you find us? Just to check that everybody's here listening. Um, Dave, if you are watching, um, if you could write a comment in the live comments, that'd be great, Um, and then we'll see uh, where we're at. Um, So, yeah, let's just start off with a bit about you, Rebecca. Um, So, Obviously, nutrition is a big passion for you, um, and you've worked with loads and loads of top athletes, which is absolutely fantastic. So, um, just tell us a bit more about where you're based currently, um, and what services do you provide? Um, oh no, sorry. The First, question, first things first. Let's tell you. Let's um, ask a little bit more about you um, and how you became interested in nutrition. Like, what what makes you love this field so much?
0: Yeah so I, um, I guess I was one of the fortunate ones and I knew since the age of 15 I wanted to be a sports dietitian. Um, I had a cousin or I have a cousin who was a dietitian and so it always interested me speaking to her but my mum growing up was always into healthy eating and there was six of us in the family all together and so meal times was always a really big um, was this kind of a, a an occasion where we all sat round at the table and you know and, and what sticks at the front of my mind is Christmases and Saturday evenings um, having a buffet dinner in front of the TV and food was really celebrated and my mum also had a really good approach to um, healthy eating and she taught me and my sister to cook and fend for ourselves at an early age so really I was kind of um drawn into it from an early age really and then I always loved sports so have been a trail runner since a young age I grew up in the forest of Dean so had trails on the back door so running has always been a passion always loved doing sport at school so I just thought what a great combination to combine nutrition and sport and nutrition is a fantastic topic it's a motive we all have some knowledge uh, and beliefs around nutrition so again it always inspires really good conversations and it was always something people is interested in mm-hmm. and with all the nutrition science coming through and everybody's different dietary preferences there's never we're never short of anything to talk about
1: mm, yeah that's, that's awesome so you said there were six of you around the table have you got four brothers and sisters then
0: I've got a twin sister and two older brothers, so yeah, there um,
1: Yeah,
0: six of us growing up, so it was good fun. Oh, cool. So is that an identical twin? Oh yes she is like she, she's wow. she's an identical twin. Yeah. So um although we she's she lives back in the UK. So we all, I often forget that I've got a twin sister and then when we hang out people sort of stare at us and we're like, "Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forgot oh, I've got we're identical twin." Identical yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's quite cool. cool. That's
1: so fun. <laughs> and is she also interested in nutrition? Has she taken it up as a career like you did or are you very different kind of personality-wise?
0: We're quite different. We're very sporty. Um, she's a mountain bike instructor, a mountain bike guide, but she also cool. is an event manager. So she's currently working on the Commonwealth Games wow. in Birmingham and she was an um, event manager for the triathlon at the 2012 London Olympics. So wow. she's, um, yeah, we both really love being involved in sport and elite sport, but obviously love. Um, participating in sport and working with everyone at all levels of sport. so yeah. it's just yeah it's in the blood I think yeah
1: that's amazing <laughs> oh yeah well you have worked with a lot of top athletes um so uh, you're based in Chamonix currently um do you just do the top end athletes or do you provide services to everybody what what kind of the, what kind of things can you do for normal runners like like me and the people on the training camp
0: yeah, so I, I I work with anybody from all levels of abilities. For me, people like yourself and people who join um, child running camps, the people that inspire me the most the most often because often people have these goals of trail running or ultra running or doing some big adventure and actually they've got families they've got full-time jobs and then they're trying to fit in this personal pursuit for themselves so often I'm really excited to work with these people because I I can really help people with their nutrition to help optimize their training or their races or just help them fuel better during their runs, so they can really get the most out of the day and enjoy it a lot, enjoy it more as well. So, again, I work with anybody of all range of um, abilities, and it's just good fun. So, mm-hmm. and then I kind of do one-to-one services, um, and I've also just launched my first online group nutrition program for ultra runners and then yeah so we've just launched that hoping to sign people up and get that going in November so that's a kind of a eight-week program to help people walk them through the journey of nutrition for day-to-day training performance races kind of um, GI issues stomach issues that I know we're going to touch on today so really helping give people the the information and educate them and empower them to make changes to really go on to then do all the training and performance better and then in 2022 we're hoping to launch some more programs for the female athlete people who prefer vegan or vegetarian so on mountaineers. so yeah lots of topics coming as well
1: oh, that sounds super interesting and and you touched just there on how fuel can help your performance because we were just talking in the strength session that we did we were just talking about training and co and getting a coach and and one of the um people on the training camp was saying um that can you you can spend all this time training your body but then if you don't eat right then it, how important is that so I just wanted to put to you just how, how important is nutrition for trail runners like does it matter what we eat because I always say oh, I can run so that I can eat cake but uh, am I doing that wrong or like how important is it to eat really healthily and and nutritionally, nutritionally wisely in your opinion
0: it's a, a really great question. And I wouldn't deny anyone of cake. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it's nice to hear that we, we have this enjoyment and pleasure around eating. And, you know, cake is never off the menu as far as I'm concerned. But when it comes to training, particularly strength training, and also trail running training, so run training in general, it's kind of the difference between eating, I guess, 2000 worth of calories of mcdonald's compared to 2,000 worth of calories of say salmon sweet potato and vegetables the nutritional quality is completely different and for us to help us adapt recover respond to that training session and for us to kind of reach our full fitness potential so make the most of those sessions it's really about the quality of the nutrients and where those calories are coming from that give our body the building blocks and the nutrients it needs to really and stronger.
1: Oh sorry, we just lost you there that last little bit Rebecca. Um can you just say that last bit again? Um don't oh. we just uh just the last little bit again. Yeah, I just so lost the... you there.
0: Sorry. Am I back again? Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. You're back. So the 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 real the key thing is really to make sure that we're getting the right nutrients that the body needs to adapt to recover and to respond to that exercise stimulus so that we can get fitter and stronger so really it's about giving yourself the best chance to get the most out of that session so that you can then get better at your sport and better at um, what you're trying to achieve
1: Uh, so it sounds like if somebody two people are doing um the same training or you know like training really well for them like they're doing their perfect training plans if one of them just eats a load of junk food and lots of biscuits and cake they won't necessarily get the most out of themselves whereas the person who's eating you know nice healthy rice broccoli chicken lean chicken fish they will go further or or recover quicker so that they can go further is that is that fair to say that's that's what you mean
0: Uh, yeah absolutely and and when I start working with anyone um in terms of their training goals and body composition goals and things like that that actually when people start to implement these changes towards the better quality nutrition the whole foods and thinking about the composition of what we eat, which i think will go into then again yes you're giving your body the best chance it has to get fitter and stronger stronger and giving it the exact nutrients it needs in terms of muscle recovery cell recovery all of that Um, that's important supporting your immune system supporting um, recovery general recovery from the exercise so it's all really key and um, again with people who i work to help make these changes within a couple of weeks they already start to notice the benefits just in terms of improved energy levels improved recovery they're feeling fitter and stronger people become leaner they start to feel like they're building better kind of body composition so there's lots of positive changes that can happen in a small amount of time just with general improvements in your day-to-day eating and supporting your training
1: that's a really attractive proposition so <laughs> so with that in mind um are you able to um give us a little bit of an idea of the best things to eat during training then so like if you in particular got a favorite kind of breakfast lunch dinner that you recommend to people or that you yourself um like to eat with um before like during training 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 for trail
0: running. Yeah, so during training, again, it depends on how long you're running for, Um, and it could be that you know if if you're going only going out for a sixty minute run, you won't necessarily need to eat anything. But then if it's longer than that, sort of six, you know, beyond sixty minutes, a couple of hours, then actually it's quite a good idea to then start to take things with you to eat on the go and most of us know that it is carbohydrate foods easy to digest carbohydrate foods because then when we eat them they give us a quicker supply of energy more the more popular things that trail runners tend to take are kind of your natural cereal bars things like your kind bar eat natural nature valley oat cakes are another good one naked bars kind of your pressed fruit and nut bars they tend to go down easier with people kind of more of a real food option and they provide a mix of fuels with the oats and the pressed fruit and some of the sugars that are in them so they're great other people like to take more of the sports bars like cliff bars power bars those kind of things and then for longer distances kind of beyond your two and a half to three hours if you're out trail running then people start to take things like nut butters that's got a mix of fats and sugars in. Potatoes, cooked potatoes, we know that they're as good as gels in terms of fueling our exercise. Cooked potatoes are great and they they move you away from that sweet flavor. So often they can be a good alternative and they keep quite well in our bags. Sandwiches or wraps, wraps are quite popular because you can squash them and they're still edible. And then Obviously, people will take gels, sports drinks, sports waffles, jellies and cliff shop blocks. They're all great to have to hand um, just for a quick energy boost. So it depends on your preference and your taste presence as to what you take with you. But again, it's thinking about how long are you going out for? And then, as a I guess, as a rule of thumb, maybe one snack item per hour. And then you can drip feed throughout that session that's longer than 60 minutes and just see how you get on.
1: Uh, That sounds good. Have you ever taken a quiche um, on a trail run with you? Because once I was running a 40 mile race and I was kind of running along Um, whimpering because it was about 30 miles in and I just suddenly remembered I had a quiche at the bottom of my bag but it was really hard to get to it and open it and eat it and I found myself just running along with the quiche like this just (laughs) biting into it um can you eat real foods like that on long races or would you recommend taking the kind of the the gels and the the bars like the cliff bars and the, the naked bars and things
0: I mean, I've heard different varying stories of people take quiche out here in France. Um, quiche is often sold in the bakery, so often people will pick up a quiche and put it in their pack. And obviously, I've seen people run with them. I've heard some um, not very pleasant stories about people eating quiche and then it upsetting their stomachs. So I wouldn't. <laughs> quiche is great in the sense of you're going for a longer distance. It's got some protein in it. will have some calories in but it's very little carbohydrate. So it's something if you're going out for a whole day, then actually it'll be good as something to give you a change in flavor, maybe a boost in protein. And people eat all sorts of things in ultra distances. You hear of pizzas, you hear of um, yeah, quiche, pork pies, crisps, anything that people tend to fancy that will go down. But in general, in terms of the types of foods, it's trying to stick with the carbohydrate based foods and then getting used to eating on the go and just trialing different foods to see which ones you prefer
1: yes yeah you've got to you've got to give them a go haven't you, you can't uh, there's that rule isn't there with gear and nutrition don't try anything new on race day and I know that um uh Vassos Alexander he's, he's a sports presenter he was on the BBC yeah. now he works for Virgin he uh, he always um used to go out in a foreign place um for his races and he used to try the the most outlandish thing on the menu the night before he raced and um and he said it's always worked for him but he he wouldn't recommend that anybody else do that
0: <laughs> no i i definitely wouldn't recommend it i mean i work <laughs> with a an ultra runner when he goes off to races he'll often if he's in a country that he's unfamiliar with he knows that pizzas a guaranteed dead cert to not upset his stomach so if he doesn't really trust the food provision that's being provided I, I don't think you can go far wrong with pizza the night before a race so yeah everybody has their own stories and their own anecdotes to what works for them
1: yeah so no like squid octopus seafood special
0: <laughs>
1: yeah um, and so that's what you, what you kind of some ideas about what to eat during the race um how important is it to eat breakfast before um a race and what what the kind of time scales involved and when you should eat that
0: i mean again the timing and the type of breakfast will depend on the time of the race so if you've got an early morning start say seven o'clock then you might want to have your breakfast at five a couple of hours before and then again depending on your nerves and depending what goes down things like um People might end up having just things like Weetabix and milk or toast and banana stuff that might go down easier. People will have their normal breakfast like muesli and yogurt um, so, or porridge. There's different types of obviously opportunities to have different breakfasts. It depends on what time your race starts on your nerves and what will go down.
1: Yes. Yeah. So again, try that for yourself. Um, and, uh, and then after the race, I, I like to have ice cream if there's an ice cream van, um, on the race finish line. And I also like to have a pint of beer. Um, is, is that a good plan or is there something better that I should be having just straight after my race?
0: Ice cream is pretty good actually, cause it contains carbohydrate and protein. So you're probably onto a good thing having Excellent. the ice cream when you finish the race as a recovery. <laughs> And again yeah again depending on the the race if you're someone who runs and races on a regular basis then i definitely say you know have a protein shake or have something that contains protein and carbohydrates as soon as you finish probably a good idea for everybody but again if you're just racing for fun then often things like ice cream and a beer afterwards is part of the enjoyment and the pleasure of taking part these things now and again like cake and ice cream and a beer Are absolutely fine it's the consistency of our good eating practices that are the most important so as long as they're not replacing the good nutrition that we should be that we should be eating to support our run performance then actually these things sitting on top are actually absolutely fine and yeah ice cream is a good a good choice
1: oh brilliant so I can eat my cake and ice cream still as long as I've done the running and I've eaten the salmon (laughs) that is good to know um and so um there's there's other questions around races that I wanted to ask you about as well so like there's I don't know if this is a myth or or not, but certainly from the 80s, they used to have big pasta parties before things like marathons. Um, But then I've been told that because you taper before a race, you actually don't need to stuff yourself with food the week before or even the night before. Um, So what are your thoughts around, well, what's your experience and and what does the research say around carb loading nowadays before big races?
0: Yeah, I think people's general impression of carb loading is that you eat loads of carbohydrate in the two or three days before and you fill your, you know, you eat loads of it and you fill up with it. But actually the idea around the carb loading two to three days before a race is that yes, you are tapering, but you're tapering so that your muscles recover because when muscles are damaged, then they're not storing, um, Glycogen or carbohydrates the idea of the taper is to allow your muscles to recover fully so then you can store Carbohydrate within them, so you're setting yourself up for a good chance to have a full tank of energy for your race And then for the carbohydrate loading it's not about overeating on carbohydrate but it's just including potentially a little bit more carbohydrate in those two or three days before so yes carb loading in the sense of eating more carbohydrate but it doesn't mean you overeat on calories so it means that you'll maybe pull back on some other foods that you're eating
1: oh okay so like just make sure that you've got a a, like a bigger proportion of potato or rice or something like that in comparison to veggies or something like that just a few days before your race
0: Yeah, so just offsetting the um, the composition or the calorie content. Um, again, people would just tend to have maybe chicken and rice, something that's light. Um, Pasta uh, is absolutely fine, and is a good one to have. But again, people tend to keep that light, um, in the sense of not loaded with um, lots of other fillings.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, and so not stuffing your face until you're like hurt, your tummy's hurting and full. It's not like stuffing yourself
0: because when you think it's just eating more carbohydrate yeah yeah
1: because when you think of carb loading you do think of like really loading it up but yeah it's good to know that you don't have to stuff yourself um okay that's that sounds very straightforward and something we can all do and um and there's another there's a there's a drug actually that which is it's which is allowed caffeine is actually a drug isn't it and it's the only performance enhancing drug that we're really kind of allowed in this sport isn't it and you can use it to great effect or to great detriment uh, depending on on how it goes for your body but um in your experience with your ultra athletes and your adventure aces um what role does caffeine play um, in in racing and and training maybe as well
0: yeah caffeine for some it can be a good stimulant a good boost to our performance in terms of our perceived effort helping us to kind of put more effort into what we're doing and we generally give us a lift some people who um, have adverse reactions to caffeine gives them palpitations headaches doesn't really go well but we know from the science that the caffeine is what we call an ergogenic aid so it does actually has been shown in the research to boost um running performance so it can be really useful depending on the, the the distance of your race it's good to take caffeine on before if people are doing longer ultra runs then it's good to take on board you know at points where you're starting to feel fatigued or when you're running through the night or towards the latter at stages of the race just to really give you that boost of taking on board caffeine and that can come in the form of gums or coffee or coke black coke is really popular in trail races and running races so again it can come in a variety of form but again it's just um or coffee obviously is the obvious one but again it's just getting testing that all out in training again it can be really good for training um just to give us a boost again put a put a better quality effort to get more out of that session but it can used properly and wisely then it can be a really good um, performance enhancer
1: yeah it, it definitely can I've had some before like a coffee before parkrun, always makes you whiz around doesn't it um but I was just wondering how do you know exactly how much to take is it just a matter of practice for your own body or is there sort of like a kilograms and milligrams ratio that we should be observing
0: There is a kilogram, a milligram per kilogram ratio, but what we've also seen, like it's usually about three to six milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of our body weight. So like a cup of tea has got 55 milligrams of caffeine in coffee can vary depending if you've made it or you bought it from um, a cafe can have around 150 to up to 200 plus caffeine in it things like green tea has got 10 milligrams of caffeine a can of coke I think has around off the top of my head I think 50 milligrams uh, or 75 milligrams of caffeine so caffeine content of drinks vary varies and Mm. and so again it's testing each one out so again it could be three to six milligrams oh hello I still there? Oh, sorry I we, we we paused again yeah, oh I'm yeah there. we paused again sorry yeah about
1: that. you were saying it could be three to six uh, milligrams i think you were saying of coffee
0: per kilogram oh per kilogram, yeah, per, oh, kilogram. Okay. Yeah. per kilogram of your body weight but test it out and it, as i was saying we've seen in the research actually it is we might not need that much it's lower doses of caffeine from general drinks that we consume can actually just help boost up our performance taken half an hour before um you go running or it points during. The the run itself. So again, it's about testing it out and see what works for you.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's fantastic. Thank you very much for that. Um, and, uh, and just, it's just going back to the subject of cake, because uh, I do have a, a nice large packet of biscuits here and I'm very proud of myself. I've only eaten one so far. <laughs> um, and I, I, I recently I just been like reaching for the biscuits and like, I'm not afraid to eat like half a packet of these these days. So I was just wondering if you've got any little tips and tricks about how we can stop ourselves reaching for a piece of cake, if we perhaps know that we don't really deserve it. We're just a bit bored.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you've hit the nail on the head. The first thing I would explore is with someone like yourself who's often drawn to cake or biscuits or these sweet things is I wonder what's missing in terms of your meal composition or your food intake through the day that might be lending you to feel like you have you need some sugar or you need a hit of energy. In terms of our meal composition, protein is often the one that we don't get enough of in each meal, and particularly at breakfast. Protein foods like eggs, fish, meats, tofu, um, beans, lentils, pulses, these protein-based foods are actually the most filling and satiating that we can eat, as well as helping support muscle recovery and adaptation that we all know them for so by including protein in each meal and spread throughout the day you're helping aid recovery recovery is a 24-hour process so when you've done your strength session say today sometimes we're sore the day after the day after yeah and we're still walking around feeling a little bit stiff and that's our muscles still repairing so uh, recovery isn't necessarily this window that we are led to believe immediately after exercise it's a 24-hour process so it's about Again, drip feeding protein through the day, so making sure there's enough protein at each meal. And you can kind of start with a, a palm size. So from the palm to your knuckles tends to be a, a good portion for people with protein, or well, 20 more grams. Than I thought, yeah, yeah, yes, that it's is more than I of, thought. Yeah. yeah, it's a but, significant amount. Or so you're, or 20 grams of protein per meal. So things like a salmon steak, chicken breast three eggs will give you at least 20 grams of protein and then making sure there's enough protein in your breakfast often sometimes it's where we fall short yogurt eggs um or adding sort of half a protein shake or a protein shake in addition if we feel that we don't get enough and by doing that it will actually help keep us feeling fuller for longer manage our energy levels throughout the day as well and often then curb any cravings
1: ah okay so feel fuller for longer with protein and you probably won't want I, I think I just like the taste of chocolate. <laughs> I just really yeah, like so that's it. that's okay. So <laughs> then I
0: would talk you through, are there any swaps? So can you leave biscuits and cake for one day in the week or... A moment in the month, and then have things like dark chocolate rice cakes. Dark chocolate's fantastic. Oh, yeah, I love a dark chocolate th-
1: rice cake. <laughs> yes, fantastic. Uh, I like a whole <laughs> packet of six dark chocolate-flavored <laughs> rice cakes.
0: <laughs> maybe you're not eating enough if you're feeling hungry, or although if you've got a little one at the moment, you should, you should maybe it's that. With your energy.
1: You I blame Finley all the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so things like dark chocolate are great. So anything 75 percent above, good for antioxidants, good for recovery potentially good for endurance and running performance too. So again, I would work with you and think, well, is there any swaps that can still give you that edge but actually make every mouthful count? So the dark chocolate rice cakes could actually be a good pre-training snack or pre-run track. Snack and then dark chocolate would be great in terms of trying to swap out the cookies for less often and more dark chocolate. So it's about kind of understanding why you're having those biscuits and why you're drawn to them as often as you are, and then starting to see if we can replace them. Not cutting them out, this isn't a test of willpower, but it's oh. about you know changing the habit and then trying to um understand where those cravings are coming from yeah ah
1: okay i like that that's really that's really good thank you um and so uh, maybe this is a bit of a similar question but um what in in your opinion like over your many years of research and working with all these different people is there just like one thing that we could all do which would be the best thing for us nutritionally when it comes to helping us be better trail runners. If there was just one thing you could tell us to do, what's the most important?
0: I think um, there's a whole bag of things that I think would all come together. It, the, the biggest thing is do the basics and do them well. We often look to make things too overcomplicated, keep everything simple. Think about your meal composition, so enough protein in each meal, carbohydrate, you adjust the portion size depending on the energy demands of the day, so that's your potatoes, rice, oats, pasta, um, those kind of foods. You know, The more exercise you do, the more carbohydrate you tend to need, and then you can reduce down again for rest days or lower activity um, periods through the year and then plenty of fruit and vegetables, five portions of fruit and veg, I would wonder how many people would have that again, not only for health but help with recovery from training as well so green leafy veg and berries daily and then starting every exercise session hydrated so start every training session and run hydrated because as you'll go into that training session in that run you'll just become more dehydrated which will increase the perceived effort of your running it will just feel harder to do increase the heart rate so you're already putting in more stress than you need on the body in terms of then the, the benefits you'll get from the running so there's it's kind of doing the basics and do them well. If you get that foundation right, you can then build from there. Often people want to race to the caffeine supplements or try the the whey protein shake or or the latest gel. Whereas actually, if you iron out your day to day, then that will make a huge difference in terms of supporting your training and recovery. So yeah, start there. It's kind of not one thing, but again, it's kind of a place to start for everybody.
1: Yeah, the foundations. No, that that sounds really important. I definitely get that. Um, um, and and is there, just before I open this up to questions from the folks on the training camp, um, is there anything else that you think is really important to mention nutrition wise or anything that you see really often that's a big mistake or like anything for trail runners and ultra runners that you think is really, really handy in your opinion?
0: Um, not everything's about weight loss. I get people coming to me that one of the first thing is they wanna lose weight to be better at running or they wanna lose weight or is actually As I said, you know, you get the foundations right, those natural changes in body composition will come and the good quality food intake. I think I've mentioned most things really, you know, get your hydration right, so as long as you start on that start line, hydrated, then again, you're just giving yourself a good opportunity. but in terms of anything else I think they were the main point
1: yeah that's interesting that I think everybody overlooks hydration don't they and they they just think of nutrition in terms of losing weight a lot of the time when actually I think that if you focus more on eating really high quality nutritional items rather than thinking about what you've got to cut out in your life then then that's a really good way of doing it and not focusing on, oh, I can't eat that, I can't eat that. You have to focus on, oh, I can eat that and I want to eat all these nice things. Um, and the hydration is really important as well because I think everyone thinks of nutrition as just the food, but uh, water is so important.
0: Yeah, and again... <laughs> I'm so excited um, that's a really good point. the way you put my headphones <laughs> <laughs> and that's a really, that's a really good point you make. Often when it comes to nutrition... We think about what we take out. Every, it's like, hmm. I need to lose weight. I need to cut calories these foods out, but actually it's about turning it on its head and what can we add in? What can we add in that's more that will support our our new, our run training goals? And yeah, so it's just about thinking about adding more and keeping it all simple as opposed to our mindsets of I need to lose weight, I need to eat less, I need to cut these foods out. And again when we shift that mindset, then actually it can help really just um give us a clearer direction of where we need to start in terms of what we need to add into our diet that's going to help us.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Rebecca. It's it's re-inspired me not to eat this whole bag of cookies now. Um, (laughs) I have got a hot chocolate on the go. It's made of milk um, and cocoa, so it's a a hot chocolate on the go. That's after our strength session, so hopefully that's okay. Good. (laughs) Good
0: recovery. Yeah, Yeah. fantastic. You've got carbohydrate and protein in the the milk. Fantastic, and the chocolate just gives it a nice flavour. And the cocoa is...
1: Um, antioxidants so it's good ah tick 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 (laughs) and hydration yes
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely hydration it all counts towards your hydration so fantastic
1: awesome thank you that's brilliant I'm doing I'm doing really well today then um so uh we've so we've got these folks on my training camp um and uh, i just want to open up to some questions from them um so hopefully dave is there and paying attention so that he can type some into the live comments box um i know that he knows where that is because he he typed a good yes i'm here into it earlier um so dave and um and the guys on the training camp um do you have some questions for rebecca um about um yeah any aspect of nutrition and performance i think um the program that i'm using has a little bit of a delay so there might be a little bit of a delay um on the comments coming through so I'll just preempt that with a little um a question from me um so um so what was the first trail race that you did Rebecca and um can you remember how you fueled yourself did did you know about all these gels um back then or did Um, you take a quiche for example
0: yeah (laughs) I think the one of the first trial races I remember doing with my sister was um, the hell runners. Do you ever remember the hell runners that were going around? um some of the there was one in I can't remember the parks that they were held in. So uh-huh. they were just through bogs. They would have like a bog of doom, and you'd run through mud. Probably yeah. a bit more like like that. Yeah, but it was a good fun. So I guess I remember doing those. They weren't, and the, the the thing was they'd never tell you the distance that you were running. It was always around ten to twelve miles but you were never sure I think I can't I don't think I ever remember carrying anything for those actually but then some of the earlier trail runs I did there was another one I did called the Saab Salomon I just remember always just using flapjacks and Uh and things like Haribo Mm. it was always it's always been those types of foods for me I really struggle with gels and sports drinks I'll often make my own homemade sports drink with fruit juice because it just goes down easier than the sweet flavor of the sports drinks but yeah so often I'll just use you know nature Valley bars parabos and um, wraps yeah you know. I know go down really well and then a homemade sports drink that's just fresh fruit juice, water and a pinch of salt and again yeah. just works it seems to work really well for me yeah. and something I prefer and they're nice flavours so they keep you going around. and
1: less expensive as well yes.
0: um, which is yeah, always good
1: absolutely. <laughs> and less yeah, packaging good... and all this yep. like deaf for the environment and um, that's really awesome to know it's really nice to have those ideas as well um so um dave has just come through with a couple of questions from Hi. um the guys at training camp so um this one's about after injury so um how should you be eating after an injury should you eat like more food or more of a certain type of food um after an injury to help you recover
0: yeah, good question. It depends on the injury, like whether it's a break, whether it's a strain, whether it's um, trying to think of any other injuries you'd get like, – and, and whether it's an injury post-surgery. So again, it depends on the level of injury and the time to recovery and whether it's post-surgery. So if it's like a strain or a ligament pull, then things like getting more um, antioxidants, so your green leafy veg and berries, turmeric's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, collagen can help in terms of ligament strain and tendon pulls so there's
1: oh oh you're back for me are we back again yeah 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 that's Red. good yes yeah, so sorry about that again
0: um good high that's a good, uh, good hydration often when um are you're injured there's some inflammation because your body's Healing. So, you want that natural inflammatory response, but then there's a release of kind of metabolic waste that you're trying to get rid of and then deliver nutrients to that site. So, trying to really improve blood flow to that site. So, making sure that you have good hydration again and really minimize alcohol and potentially cut alcohol out whilst you're recovering again. Alcohol causes inflammation and can potentially slow. I'm not probably not going to be friends with many people, but can really (laughs) slow. Down recovery. So again, it depends on the level of injury. If it's post-surgery, sometimes you want the inflammation response to happen. And so then you'll go in maybe a three or four days after with the antioxidants and the, the recovery plan because again, the inflammation process is good because the body's trying to repair itself. So again, it depends on the level of injury. But okay. I hope that's given people some turmeric. Turmeric, collagen, and really up the antioxidants. So, your omega 3s, so oily fish or omega 3 supplements, or your algae oil supplement if people are vegan, berries green leafy veg are not super but they're superior in terms of their quality and the antioxidants present dark chocolate another one excellent
1: an I'm, there, <laughs> I'm there i love salmon i love dark chocolate that sounds brilliant good. oh that's really that's really good i i didn't realize um i didn't realize actually i had been taking turmeric in my porridge every morning and then i ran out and i couldn't find the the one that i was using in any shops and so i just didn't have it for a few weeks and i became really achy and i i all of a sudden i really noticed it i didn't really I noticed taking it but I noticed stopping taking it so there must be like yeah so I take it now and, and I'm a lot less achy so I didn't realize yeah. before that turmeric is is that good but I, I don't know about collagen like how do you take that is that in a, in a supplement or is it in certain foods
0: yeah so it's in a powder form so oh. you can buy it in a, I mean and there's collagen products for skin and things like mm-hmm. that but for collagen um Companies called Bulk Powders or My Protein are really good quality, but relatively in when it comes to supplements. If you do take collagen, exactly as you've said, stay on it for at least eight weeks for it to start to take effect. Often, if I'm working with someone that's taking supplements like turmeric or something like creatine or glucosamine i get people to stay on them and then if they want to really find that if it benefits then coming off them so there's a washout period of these supplements coming off them can help give you that feedback oh actually i do feel better on it or yeah. my knees better doesn't feel as achy because i've i'm on glucosamine or omega-3s or like the turmeric i feel like i'm not as stiff so it's yeah. good it's great that you've sort of forgot or you couldn't get any more yeah. because actually it just gave you the feedback it's working so you're not wasting your money on a supplement but yeah
1: yeah no it was just really interesting because i hadn't really thought anything yeah, of it great. i was like no oh, i don't really know if this is working and then oh, i've just felt like an old woman <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> i've got to keep <laughs> taking this i'm hooked <laughs> <laughs> so
0: if anybody's looking for um things like turmeric there's a uh, health in the uk is a really good reputable company for things like glucosamine turmeric multivitamins and minerals magnesium zinc vitamin c healthspan make the um the the supplements for the elite athletes so they compete in the olympics so again they're good quality they do what they say on the tin and relatively inexpensive so for people people often ask me where to get Mm. these supplements from so try healthspan my protein and bulk powders are kind of the first places i'd suggest just because again the cost is relatively they're relatively inexpensive for supplements, but actually um they're effective. They do what they say on the tin
1: Awesome. Okay, that's really good advice. That's excellent. Thank you. Um, and so we've got just a couple more questions. If there are any more, Dave, then just do type them through now. Um, I'll just go through these couple more um just while we've got Rebecca here. Um so during an Ultra, um, how many grams of carbohydrates should you aim to consume per hour? Oh, I never adhere to this. I just I just shovel it in whenever I can as it's a, jelly babies.
0: It's a, it's a fantastic question so i would if you're new to ultra running i'd suggest you know for your training runs probably between 30 to 60 grams of carbohydrate per hour so it's you know your standard gels and sports drinks and bars take contain around 25 to 30 grams of carbohydrate per hour but if it's a race then actually we do see that those that consume more carbohydrate and calories in a race are the ones that so I've just I've just worked with two um, elite level ultra runners and they both consume up to uh, 90 grams of carbohydrate per hour so that's um, three yeah three gels per hour and one of my elite um, runners consumed 120 grams of carbohydrate per hour and that was a hundred and sixty five kilometer race with 10,000 meters of ascent Mm -hmm. so again But it's about practice. It's getting used to eating carbohydrate on the go. Elite ultra runners, racers are used to eating on the go, so they suffer less gut issues. And because they need the quick fuel and need to fuel a lot because they're running faster, they're working harder. Then again, 90 to 120 grams of carbohydrate, depending on the race, is is appropriate for these people whereas actually if we're new to ultra running or we're struggling to get used to eating carbohydrate then practice 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 so a really good strategy is just to go out for an hour run eat a gel or a banana before you start and then at 20 minutes eat a gel at 40 minutes eat a gel and then just do that in one session a week for an hour And again you're getting your body used to eating carbohydrate on the go we've seen you develop more receptors to absorb carbohydrate and your your muscles obtain more carbohydrate just by um, consuming more carbohydrate that way so yeah practice practice often people struggle because we just don't practice our race nutrition strategy enough in training
1: that's really interesting because i don't tend to eat a lot at all um whilst i run i just i I can eat while running but i just just think oh i don't want to be using energy to digest things whilst I run so that's really interesting that you said the ones that have done the best are the ones that like at the most carbs there's quite a lot to carry isn't it all those gels as well
0: yeah so often in when you're consuming that amount you've got self-support you've got kit bags you've got oh, aid okay. stations you know it's it's planned so yeah. you have you you'll start with say a certain number of gels to get you to a certain checkpoint in the race and then you'll have your kit bags and your crew and then
1: yeah. Oh, we're back. <laughs> yeah. Kit bags and crew will top you up.
0: But there is a distinct difference between fueling your training and fueling your races. Mm-hmm. When we're racing, we tend to be running at a faster pace and we're going for longer. Mm-hmm. So again, we tend to need to fuel more. We've seen in kind of the for want of a better word, the normal ultra runners, I don't think there are, because anybody that <laughs> completes an ultra race is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the back end of the pack, the slower runners, again, for want of a better word, tend to kind of carry 60 grams of carbohydrate but only eat 30 grams. We've seen that in the research, whereas the, the elite ultra runners, as I, as I said, are eating between 70 or 120 grams of carbohydrate. And we've seen that people that finish are consuming more calories and more carbohydrates per hour. So it's definitely practice. But that is different in training because each training session is different and tends to be at a lower intensity as well. So you won't necessarily need to eat that much. In a training session but you'll need to practice your race nutrition strategy in your training so i hope that's clear so it changes for yeah. training but when it comes to race um but start if you're not used to it start with 30 and build up um 30 35 40 50 60 so you just get used to eating more and getting used to eating when you're not hungry mm,
1: yeah no it's is hard isn't it um so i suppose testing them beforehand to make sure that you like them is is that's what you said earlier it just becomes even more um yeah even more vital um okay so the final question from the training camp um folks is um you can buy expensive sport bean jelly sweets and things like that but are the really expensive dedicated sports nutrition items are they any better than just normal jelly beans and jelly babies and all this all this business
0: Sorry, you you broke up a little bit. Oh, sorry. I the sports beans. Yeah. The sports beans and... Yeah,
1: so are the expensive sports beans um, and Sports Nutrition's dedicated products, are they better than just normal jelly beans, jelly babies, you know, what you were saying about the Haribo's, the flapjacks? Do you have to buy expensive sports nutrition or can you just... Is it okay to just buy the stuff down the aisle that you shouldn't normally walk down at the supermarket?
0: It's absolutely fine to buy the stuff as you walk down the or the Haribo, the Jelly Babies, the gummy bears, those kind of things. The, the cereal bars that we were talking about, the benefit often that comes with these these sports beans and sports bars, they're specifically formulated to, um, you know, better gut absorption. So sometimes they'll come with a different mix of carbohydrates, glucose, and fructose, and sometimes they're specially formulated to be easy on the stomach. And then also they'll always have a certain serving size. That contains a certain number of grams. So, when it comes to your race nutrition planning, it's easy to go, Oh, yeah, that one gel's got 30 grams. This pack of beans has got um, 30 grams and it's got some caffeine in, so great. So, often the, the sports products do have a place and can be convenient and you can tolerate them. But actually, on the flip side of that, people tend to report they tolerate the real foods the normal jellies better as i said i did Um, and you can still work out in terms of how much carbohydrate you're eating but that it's still absolutely fine to have the jelly babies the natural cereal bars as opposed to having to buy the sports products because again the the um the elite athletes that I work with, they tend to be sponsored by companies like Talk or Mountain Fuel or, you know, all of these high five, science and sport. And so they get given the gel. So it doesn't cost them mm. anything. Whereas when you tend to do your races and um, we're all buying these sports products that then cost adds up. So, again, maybe using these natural jelly beans bars and things for your training. And if you feel that some sports products are beneficial for your race, practice in training and then use them for the race and it keeps cost down but again no problem in using these real kind of food choices not that jelly beans are real food but you know what I mean.
1: yeah <laughs> oh that's really awesome thank you so much Rebecca um so uh just uh just before we go um I'd just like to say a big thank you as I'm sure um that everybody's found this really really useful um and we're all really super inspired now to uh, not eat too many biscuits and and just eat lots of salmon and broccoli um <laughs> I know that's what's going to be my dinner tonight and um so just uh, let us know how do people uh, find out more about your services um and follow you online because um the, the the new um the class that you're starting up that sounds that sounds really great so just remind us about that and how we can follow you
0: yeah so my I've got a new website about to launch and we're launching that in a in spring 2022 but you can go to my Current website is rebeccadent.co.uk and if you go to the homepage, you'll see online nutrition programs or you can sign up um, for a one-to-one consultation and, and we can have a chat. And then you can find me on social media on um, on Facebook as High Performance Dietitian and on Instagram as High Performance Dietitian as well. And it'd be great if people want to connect and ask me their questions and share their experiences. It's always great to hear what people are doing in practice and what people's challenges and problems that we're having. I'm always happy to answer questions. So it'd be great to have people on board and hear their experiences and then if people want to sign up to the online nutrition program then again go to the website and reach out and get in touch and we're happy to have a chat with you um, and talk you through what that involves
1: oh, okay and I, I have always thought like going for some kind of nutrition help might be super expensive is have you got different levels of help that you can give is there like a basic oh, generic training plan or oh, here's a very special one-to-one thing and um, what are the different yeah. levels that that you can yeah so do? we have
0: a, We have a range of services, so you can just have a one-off consultation, or you can have a one-off consultation and book in reviews thereafter. We have a, I have a series of um, three different packages, so people can then invest um, in the the amount of support that they would like depending on their needs and depending on um what they're interested in receiving so again i'm happy to chat through any of that with people and sign up just for a, a free no obligation call again it's always great to speak to people and just hear about what people are interested in just see what people's goals are so yeah please don't hesitate just to email me through the website rebecca dent or email me at rebecca dent um rebecca at rebecca uk, and just i'd be happy to book you in for a call and chat through your your needs for nutrition
1: wonderful oh well thank you so much Rebecca it's been lovely to chat to you today and thank you so much for all that amazing advice and information and and uh, just knowing that we can all still eat our cake is probably a big relief to a lot of people (laughs) that watch this channel (laughs)
0: thank you for having me it's been a real pleasure it's been great to be here and I hope people can at least take one thing away from this um this time and start to kind of uh, make implement into their training and their diet
1: yeah well do the basics right um that is the main thing that you said isn't it so we'll all start with that we'll all go and make our salmon and broccoli for dinner now. Um <laughs> with a little bit of rice <laughs> on the side. Um, so that's amazing. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I'm gonna end the live chat now and um and I'll see you back in Skype in just a moment. So bye to the training camp, guys, and um thank you very much for watching. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods